Hey, I'm Jody, And I'm Anna. Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast. Where we talk about why our stories matter and how Jesus is for us. We believe that God created us for a purpose, which gives meaning to everything that we go through. When we share our stories, we can bring hope and help to others. We hope you'll join us. Hi, I'm Jody, And I'm Anna. Thank you for joining us today at Let's Be Real Podcast. Today we're super excited because we have our very own Taylor Sheck Snyder joining us. Hi, Taylor. Taylor! Hey, hey everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Okay, so Taylor, we want to know how did you get here at Crosspoint? How did you get connected? So first, my husband and I moved from Louisiana to Texas because of his job. And that was... That was a little little change, but we were able to get used to it. Mm-hmm. We went to a church, Household of Faith, in Louisiana, and they're a part of ARC, and that's the Association of Related Churches. So mm-hmm. I just looked for Crosspoint Alpha ARC. Yeah, that's part of our church partnership is we're uh, considered an ARC church. So as churches are planning, you can look up and see which church is associated with ARC, and then you can see, oh, in our area, there's five ARC churches or what have yeah, you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and your husband's name is? Robert. Yes. Sorry. No, that's fine. I, that I guess we'll keep him. <laughs> <laughs> They're lo- Louisa- Louis- oh, Louisiana's loss and Texas's gain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it out here, to be honest. As long yeah. as my mom doesn't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like Texas. She misses you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a new mom? I am. My beautiful little girl, Charlotte, is eight months old. She is adorable. So she cute. Is. Yeah. Well, we're super happy to have you being a part of our Crosspoint family here. Um, and we're, we've really loved getting to experience the freedom curriculum. It's something that at Crosspoint we've been looking at how to implement, and we've looked and visited other churches to see how do you do freedom, what is freedom. And then we talked to Taylor, and she's like, oh, yeah, I know all about freedom. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yes, an expert. <laughs> and so, Taylor, can you tell us a little bit, what what is freedom? Yeah, no, freedom is a 12-week curriculum that allows you to, so, to settle your yesterdays and surrender your tomorrows. And mm-hmm. that's just a process between you and God that allows you to experience that true freedom by breaking those bondages or overcoming those obstacles that you have in your life. And so following those 12 weeks, you follow, we'll go through the book, following that, Mm -hmm. there is a conference, which is amazing and wonderful. That's so cool. So can you walk us through, what does it look like? What does a typical freedom freedom meeting look like? Because I know that it looks really similar to life groups, right, Jody? Yeah. And we've got lots of different type of life groups, but freedom is a whole other type. It's yeah. a whole other tentacle. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's, a, it's a different type of support group. Yes. And in that, we start with the, base, the basic structure. We start off with prayer and worship because that's the most important thing. Freedom curriculum is rooted and based out of prayer because mm-hmm. without prayer, I mean, you're not going to get that power and that support that you really need. And after that, you discuss the lessons that you have previously done. Mm -hmm. So after each week we dismiss, there's a lesson for you to do throughout the week to come back together and discuss. And then at the end, we pray whether it's all together or Mm one-on-one, which both are very beneficial. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just people sharing life and sharing the things that they're going through and how God's working in their lives. Yeah, so that might be your life group for a semester is to mm-hmm. walk through this together. So you come to someone's house, you get to do worship and prayer and study and spend some time in community and you get a little bit of homework and you get to come back and do it again. Yep. And at the end there's a conference. Yes. There's can you tell us a little bit about that? I know you don't want to spoil anything for anyone who yeah. hasn't done it yet, but who is the conference for? So the conference is for anyone that has gone through freedom and has completed the program and the curriculum. And the conference is one evening, so Friday evening, and pretty much all day Saturday. And at that conference, the basic of it is you worship together, and these are all freedom participants from all different groups. So this semester we have five, and you come together and you worship. Mm -hmm. And then there's a message over different topics, and following that message, you go and have one-on-one prayer time with prayer partners. And that cycle just repeats, so it's a lot of things being dredged out and exposed. And that's where you really get to see the power of the Holy Spirit through prayer, but also mm-hmm. you've done all of the like, the hard work during the 12 <clears throat> weeks with mm-hmm. the curriculum. Kind of like if you think about when you're plowing a field, you've mm-hmm. done all of that. You've kind of prepared the way, and then the conference just lets the Holy Spirit just mm-hmm. get rid of the weeds and plant the flowers. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And I love that you get to go through it with people who are also going through it at the same time. Yeah. Maybe they weren't a part of your group, but they're at that same place. So I think that's super special. Yeah, it definitely helps you feel like you're not alone in this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a unit. And I love how it's got an aspect, too, of once you've done it, you can turn around and go help someone yes. who hasn't done it yet. Yeah. It's building that kingdom mindset is helping others experience that freedom that God has enabled you to experience. What about you, Taylor? How did the Freedom Group, now you've been doing this, when did you first get involved? Um, back in Louisiana? Because you've uh, done several. 2016, is, I believe, yeah, was my first Freedom Group. And, and you were a participant. I was a participant first, and then every semester and year after that, you I, were was yeah. I was a leader. I was a leader. Um, I got involved because someone invited me to the group, mm-hmm. and it was someone that I ex- like, truly respected. She said that, yeah, I would love it, and I would get a lot out of it, and I said, why not? What's the worst that can happen? I don't like the curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not the case. So. so you've gotten to serve as a leader and a prayer leader, mm-hmm. and now you're helping plan the conferences even, yeah. so you've gotten to see every side of it. I've worn multiple hats. Not all of them, thankfully, but <laughs> try different ones. What would you say to someone as a first-time participant or someone who's thinking about maybe having Freedom Group or the Freedom Curriculum be part of their next step? That's maybe hesitant or not yeah. sure. So my first thing, sound as blunt as I can be, is why wouldn't you want to experience freedom? Mm-hmm. There are all things that are holding us back or keeping us hostage. And it might be things that we know, are things that we are completely unaware of. Mm -hmm. And also, it strengthened my relationship with God. It helped fix any misconceptions I had or a wrong perception of God or my wrong approach to Him. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to strengthen my relationship with Him and truly experience that freedom that He promises us in His Word. So that would be my go-to is, why wouldn't you want this gift? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
I think about sometimes when you're in bondage to sin, you kind of have blinders on like mm. like a horse. And you you can't see outside of your scope because mm. It, like Satan has blocked that from your view. So there are things in your life that need to be dealt with and they desperately need to be dealt with and you just can't see it. So I think taking time to do freedom where you sit down in a group and you're really able to look at your life and where God's working and where he's not and where where the holes are and where you, where you really need him. Yeah. It's a cool opportunity to yeah. do that. We would love to hear some of your story, if you're, whatever you're willing to share with us, about how freedom impacted you or how you discovered whatever God wanted to show you. Yeah, no, definitely. So going back a little bit about my life is I grew up in church. I, I grew up not just going, but I had a relationship with God. And like most people I know, life got a hold of me and I drifted away from him. And in that process of getting back in relationship with him, Freedom Group was my next step. Mm-hmm. And we went through the curriculum and it was nice to refresh change my perception or my approach and then it was the conference that did the most for me Mm. and at that conference they spoke one topic about purity and that talks about soul ties and that was the one that really hit to my core because I struggled with promiscuity I I struggled with sinking my identity in the guys I was dating or whatever I had is I was feeding my physical need Mm -hmm. neglecting my spiritual need And I didn't realize that, that I'm going to continue to have this insatiable appetite for something and filling that God-shaped hole with nothing but junk. Mm. And during the purity and seeing that illustration that they put for soul ties really struck a chord with me. God dealt with me, and he met me in that moment. That I've never felt God's presence more strongly in my entire life than that moment. Mm. And what they did was have us not just recognize but identify and write down who or what our soul ties were. And some of those examples that they have were ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, um, pornography, or even idolizing simple things like romance, movies and novels, and having the wrong perception of what God designed the true marriage and love to be. Mm. And dealing with that I was also in a relationship with Robert and we were just dating and we had brought sex into our relationship and I always had that I felt like I was guilty well that's Mm -hmm. conviction knowing about it that was the Holy Spirit convicting me knowing hey what you're doing isn't right but here's what you can do about it Mm -hmm. and again Miss Sandy was one of those who spoke with me and said you know what you need to do I'm here to pray for you and to help you through that. And I had a conversation with Robert and said, my relationship with God is more important than my relationship with you. Mm -hmm. And I need to do this for myself and removed sex of any kind out of our relationship. And that was a test, Mm -hmm. a huge test. And he was not happy, like Mm -hmm. most people wouldn't be. It's not something that I wanted to Mm -hmm. remove, but I knew I had to. And God dealt with me through that process, but also it helped Robert through it. Yeah. I mean, we would not be married today. We would not have our God-fearing marriage today Mm -hmm. had it not been for me being obedient Mm -hmm. to God in that process. And it was, I love the beauty of that, how it was very hard, but because of obedience, it was God was able to bless Mm -hmm. you guys moving Mm -hmm. forward. Now, was Robert a part of the beginning 
your steps with freedom and God speaking to you through freedom group? Was he a part of that? Or do you just kind of come in left field and like whack him across the head? Yeah. Was he in freedom groups too? He was not. Oh man. He was not in freedom groups. So that did throw, throw him a curveball. He was not happy. And telltale sign is like I the way I was behaving and approaching things we weren't as intimate when I was starting through it and I'm just like why is that and if I would have slid back in my old ways I would have pressed more into well to keep them around we need to stay intimate Mm -hmm. and God said no Mm -hmm. it does not matter about him and I had that conversation with God and saying okay I choose you first God Mm -hmm. I'm not choosing my relationship with him and it, it was a lot of work, and the blessing that came from it was r- my relationship with God got stronger. Robert got a stronger relationship with God, mm-hmm. and our communication with each other, because mm. that's all we had left was talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When my line was here, yeah. I stayed 20 steps behind it, away from it, so that if I would stumble, I wouldn't fall across that line. Right. So... We were able to work and strengthen our relationship, and now we're married, and it was a good thing. Yeah, one of the best blessings. Yeah, and he has since gone through freedom, right? Yep. Yeah, and he's leading it. Yeah, he loves it, and he does share that. Even though during when I went through it, he then didn't realize how much it was truly affecting him in a positive way until now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's very appreciative of what freedom has done for us. That's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing. No problem. I really love how you just described how God, how freedom just impacted your decisions and your choices and your relationship with God, your relationship with Robert. It really sounds like it was, it was everywhere in your life at that point. Oh, yeah. It was a commitment. It was one thing I never did with God was mm-hmm. fully surrender and give every aspect that God was always compartmentalized. He was put in a part of my life. And he's like, no, you need. To, I need to be Lord over your entire life. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the hardest but easiest decision I've ever made. Right. And I think for people who are listening and contemplating a freedom group, don't let what you might be called to give up scare you yeah. away yeah. from that because it was the relationship that you had with God and knowing his character and his love for you. I'm not, I hope I'm not putting words in here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But for yeah. me, anyway... It was that, that as I grew my relationship and knew his character and his love for me, then I'm able to give up those things mm-hmm. that I held on so closely to yeah. and so tightly to because of my love for him, not mm-hmm. because he was telling me to and he was being bossy yeah. or whatever. It wasn't a negative. It was a positive, even though it was hard. Yeah. And even though I didn't want to necessarily at the beginning. Yeah, it's Is that hard. the same way for you? It was definitely, it's hard to deny your flesh of mm-hmm. the things that you want. You know, just something as simple as you're on a diet and you really want that cook, and you know it, it's not good for you, even though in that moment that you have it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, that was amazing, and then you feel guilty after. Mm-hmm. And I loved God and my relationship with him more than what I wanted or dreamed and hoped with Robert. Mm-hmm. And isn't it amazing how your relationship with him, because of your obedience, and his obedience too, he mm-hmm. didn't understand it, but he was still obedient mm-hmm. to what you were saying. He went along with it. And yeah. I think 
that speaks a lot of his character and who he Absolutely. is and his love for you but also his love for God that he was able to walk alongside of you not really quite understanding why he was doing what he was doing or not doing what he wanted to do but how out of that the beauty and the relationship was so much better and stronger because of it instead of if you continued going the way you were going yeah and I have I got Beautiful. such a huge respect for him yeah in that moment and I think it's really beautiful in freedom. That's your story, but people who walk through freedom aren't always aren't all facing the same thing that you were facing. It's not yeah. geared towards specifically mm-hmm. what you walked through, and it's open ended. So you just come open handed to what you're walking through, and God will meet you. And that's the mm-hmm. power of the Holy Spirit because He's going to speak something different to each person yeah specific to where they're at their need and their hurts in that moment Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's the most amazing thing that about the Holy Spirit when he's working in a group setting like that yeah and I think too um coming in open-handed like you did Taylor of like okay I'm I'm leaning I'm pushing back a little bit because you were able to come in and listen and absorb and absorb and absorb and pour in constantly and then you were able to reap the reward going back to plowing because whenever sometimes you come into something like this and you just want to be closed off and not share anything you're not sharing so that everyone knows your guts you're sharing (laughs) because God has called you and convicted you to speak and get wisdom yeah it's it's a process and then what I tell anybody that tries to join it is you get out of it exactly what you put into it mm-hmm. so if you're only going to give half of yourself you're not even going to reap but half of the reward it's if you give God full control it's, it's 12 weeks give him 12 weeks mm-hmm. and he's going to show you how he can and will move in your life mm-hmm. just expect God to move and he will mm-hmm. So that's so for you who has been a leader in freedom for so long, have you seen God meet you in this different perspective of helping with freedom? Yes, so being a leader has helped me one to still see God's promises come alive in other people's life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very I am very appreciative of what he did in mine, but being on the other end of it, and seeing other people receive that freedom is you're seeing that domino effect or that spider web that's happening. And also another thing why I like being a leader is God still meets me because there's potential to grow. And I'm at different seasons of my life. When I first went through it, I was not married. I was dating. Well, I'm leading one this semester and this is, I'm a mom this go around. So Mm -hmm. I'm going through different trials. When I dealt with uh, promiscuity and purity, now I'm dealing with anxiety and fear because I can't control everything that she does. Mm-hmm. I can't control what happens to her. So giving God that control is something that he's working with me this go around. Mm-hmm. And being a prayer partner, although scary, <laughs> is very rewarding. Yeah. Getting that opportunity to pray with others. I think that's so good that it's not just a one and done Mm-hmm. but that God is continually working in our life. Thank God yes. that he's mm-hmm. continually working on us and he's continually pursuing us. So mm-hmm. even though we've gone through this, you may have that breakthrough where you get to, you find freedom, but that's not the only freedom that God has for you in your life. Yeah. No. We're onions. you got to keep peeling back. Yeah, oh, keep yeah. Peeling. And keep showing you things. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Taylor, can you share with us? I'm pretty sure with freedom, there's like a key verse or scripture or something like that. Yes. So the key verse for freedom is John chapter 8, verse 32. It says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth is God's word. It, it's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to pick up daily and spend time with in that relationship and knowing his truth, knowing who he says we are, knowing that who our enemy is, mm-hmm. that's going to set us free. And that's what freedom's all about is experiencing that, knowing who God is, not just knowing about Him, Mm, having that relationship. That's so good. So for someone who hasn't walked through freedom before, I know we talked about purity, but what's another, like what are some of the other topics that we cover in freedom? Yes, there are multiple topics, and just some of them are pride, fear, rejection, there's abuse, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, these are just a few of the things, along with purity that I shared with y'all, that we go over. Someone comes up, shares a message and a personal story, mm-hmm. how they've dealt with that and how God has helped them get through that. Yeah. And then you get that opportunity, everybody, to go one-on-one and just pray about it, even if you're aware or unaware that you deal with those things. I got to go, I had the opportunity to go visit um, a host church to see how they do their Freedom Conference. and. I really just thought that I was like uh, just watching people do it and I wasn't actually participating because I hadn't gotten to walk through the curriculum yet and it was just like Jody you said like peeling layers of an onion of that I didn't know that I even had that I was like oh my goodness how much deeper can we go <laughs> and I turned to my friend and was like we're still going deeper <laughs> and not to scare you away it was so good it was so healthy and it was such a great um you know, like we talked about, like taking the blinders off and looking about where have I sinned and where have I fallen short of God's perfect standard. And um, so I just love how the conference breaks it down and then how you get to to pray. And if you even if you haven't um, had experienced that thing that the topic is, praying that, thank you, God, that you yeah. haven't experienced that and protection that maybe you will never experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said too, Taylor, being in different walks of life, like doing it as a mom is totally doing, different oh, yeah. than doing it as someone who's just dating. So, There's a point that I want to go back to just for a minute. You talked about it even with the scripture about um, knowing God mm-hmm. and letting that be your the main thing is our love for him because we know him. And I mm-hmm. think a, um, a big component at the beginning of the curriculum is our approach to God. And he, we talk quite a bit mm-hmm. about that. And I, mm-hmm. that, was, that was very, for me, um, it was, it's a good way to say it. Because I yes. think how we approach God determines if we trust him with our vulnerabilities and our hurts. If we are open to him and honest with where we're, we're um, you know, struggling. Because to the degree that in my life that I have been honest with him is to the degree he can come and heal that thing. When I've been trying to hide it or protect it or not share it, he can't heal that part that Mm -hmm. I'm not sharing. But how I approach him, meaning do I know without a shadow of a doubt that he fiercely loves me and that nothing that I say or do is going to change that. And I think when at the beginning we really focus on that part of our walk with God Mm -hmm. that we get to really hear his heart for us and know that then it makes walking through the freedom and the parts that are really really hard a little bit more easy or knowing that we are fiercely and wonderfully loved by the creator that there is nothing that's going to change that 
Yeah, it's you get to know his true heart mm-hmm. and his intentions. And nowhere in this curriculum have I felt or I've ever got the feeling that anyone has felt that they should be shameful mm-hmm. of what they're going through. And you think about the story of the woman and John. Mm-hmm. And they kind of break that down in one of the lessons. But you go in and he asks her where her accusers. And he tells them, that I don't condemn you neither now go and sin no more he doesn't shame her mm-hmm. he doesn't uphold the law like it said so what he does is he gives her that grace and truth and that's I love you mm-hmm. what I don't like what you do but I love you and when mm-hmm. you know God's heart you know his intention you're able to approach him in that way of being accepting of that change even though it may be difficult even mm-hmm. though it may hurt because you know it's out of his love he wants the very best for you so he's not going to say anything or ask you to stop doing anything that isn't for your absolute best yes mm-hmm. so i think that's a good good way to to end our time together to remember that all of this begins and ends with god's love for us yeah and yeah. that's the only way we truly can walk in freedom is knowing knowing that because then that gives us the power and the ability to actually face those things in our life that need to be transformed and changed yeah beautifully said yeah that was so well said jody i could listen to you all day oh <laughs> guys are great for my ego thank you <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much taylor for joining us today but we did have one last thing oh yes yeah mm-hmm. let's be real yeah the hardest questions are saved for the end yeah so if you could choose a question and read it out loud for us oh this is this is nerve-wracking Oh, this is an easy question. Okay. So, Coke or Pepsi? Oh. Mm-hmm. Jody, don't answer. You're from up north. You're going to ruin everything in the south. Come on. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not you. You have to go it's first. It's your first. Coke. <laughs> Coke easily. You guys should see her face. She's like, is there another choice? There's, there's no other <laughs> choice. But if we could have varieties, I love cherry Coke. Oh, oh that okay. is a good one, yeah. That's okay. a good one. And a cherry Coke icy is oh, oh so good. I am also a Coke gal. I preferably like Diet Coke. Uh, you will find me frequently drinking a Diet Coke. But it's my coffee, guys, so don't give me a hard time. I don't really drink coffee. I drink mm. Diet Coke every day. Um, yeah, I have had a taste test before, though, with between Coke and Pepsi, and oh, I yeah. was certain I would be able to tell, and I couldn't really tell. So I think I'm just brainwashed into Coke is the way to go. Yeah. I don't know that I could tell the difference between a Coke and a Pepsi, but if I had to choose, I'd choose a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you've, so, been, you've been okay. in Texas long enough. <laughs> I don't really, I prefer Dr. Pepper. I'm not a big soft drink person. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Tacos or wings? Oh. Oh, that's that's really hard. <laughs> now you've hit a core. <laughs> Me and food, I don't play. What kind of tacos? Oh, that's a good question. Like, it's your if you're I just mean, talking your about ground scenario. beef tacos that, you know, your mom typically makes because it's Taco <laughs> Tuesday, but she's not going to a Mexican restaurant, I'm going with wings. <laughs> wings are really good. What would be your favorite taco? Like, if someone offered you this taco, there's no way you're going to say no to it. Oh, like the ribeye street tacos. Uh-huh. Just with the red onions and cilantro. And the green verde sauce. I gotta go wherever you find tacos. Yeah, I man. wanna try yes. that. Yes. Those are my favorites. Taco so I lunch date. Uh, yes, tacos. 
I'm about that. Yeah, let's I'm all go. About that. Yeah. I'm about. I'd rather do tacos than wings, personally. Yeah, yeah. Same. Wings get messy. Yeah. Last one, Jody. It's not a first date food. I don't it is know. Not. <laughs> That'd be good for it. if I can go back. I would have went to wings over sushi. Oh yeah. Well, Robert doesn't like sushi, and he took me to a sushi restaurant. <laughs> That's well, for the next hi. podcast, yes. guys. <laughs> Tune in. Let's be real. Take her where you will eat. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, okay. Music or podcasts? Uh, this does not mean this podcast. This yes. podcast you listen to. Yeah. I mean, generally, would you prefer to listen to, like, when you're driving, music or podcast? Music. Music. Absolutely. I cannot. I can sing. It just does not sound good. <laughs> but I love music. It makes my soul happy. I'm someone who, like, I don't take the time to go pick out a song that I want to listen to. So if my, my husband makes me a playlist, I'll listen to that. But generally, I'd rather be listening to a book or a podcast. Now, I say music, and music is always my first probably choice. But on a trip, if I could find a good podcast, I probably would listen to that. Like, yeah. if I was on a long trip, kind of break it up a little bit. I zone out. So. Yeah. You zone out. I do. Yeah. I mean, I love this. I, I do. I do like listening to y'all's podcasts, but when I get on those long audio books, yeah, or those long podcasts, or art murder podcasts, (laughs) it's gotta be interesting. Yeah, it's gotta grab my attention. Yeah, Taylor did such a great job in sharing her story Mm -hmm. with such vulnerability. I really, really appreciated it. Yeah, me too. I really loved how she and Robert were kind of trusting without an answer. Like she was submitting to something, she wasn't sure why. Yeah, and there. They, as a couple, had so much fruit from that and grew in their relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor, for sharing your amazing story. That was so great. And if you know someone who would love to hear this, share it with them. Yeah, word of mouth is the best way to spread good news. Also, you can rate and review us. And you can also see all of the links for today's episode and resources in our show notes. And we'd also love for you to come visit us here at Cross Point Church in Praline, Texas, or anytime online. Thanks, you guys, for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.